What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Here are your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowell. Welcome in, everybody, to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Back for another great episode. I am your host, Jeff Carrier. Joined by my side is Seth Lull. Back from vacation. Seth, uh, it's good to have you back. Back back in the Edelman chair. And I, let, me, let me tell you, it feels pretty good where I'm sitting. <laughs> uh, even when you were gone, we still had a couple couple mentions of Edelman. But obviously far lower than your usual 20.5 over-under spread of Edelman. Though. So I think I think the fans and I think the, the listeners uh, really enjoyed that we didn't uh, throw so much Edelman talk their way on the last episode. Well, I hope they enjoyed it while it lasted because I'm back. And uh, I'll, I'll tone down this episode, um, not you know talking about Edelman too much. But all i got to say is I can't wait till next Sunday night against Arizona when Edelman goes off for 10 catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. And I'm not going to shut up about him for the, for the next you know for the next week or so. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've done a wall bet. I mean, should we put one on for Edelman Week One? Um, I, I'm, I'm open to any suggestions that you might have. I mean, well, I know you. You don't like to go out on a limb. You want me to be the aggressive one, so. Well, you just I mean, you just you just listed out his stat line for next Sunday. So, do you want to go no. with those numbers? Um, I, I want this is what I'll do for a wall bet with Julian Edelman. I will do seven and a half at the, the line for receptions. So, eight catches, I win. Um, so we'll do that, and let's do a two part wall bet. So we'll do one for receptions. Does that sound good to you? Okay. Seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half. So, I'm good with that. I'll take that. I'll take okay. the under. So I take the over. I take the over. And let's go a half. Um, basically, I'm betting he's going to get a touchdown. Okay. One, At least one touchdown. Okay. And I'll definitely take that. So, okay. All right. And you want to just do the hat trick and we'll do one for yards too? All right, let's do the hat trick, I guess. Okay, well, so let's, let's do say I'll give you the hundred, just clean hundred on yards. Oh, how generous of you! <laughs> you got him at eight. <laughs> ca- you got him that's at so eight. generous of you. Um, <laughs> you got him at eight catches for crying out loud. That's fine. You know what? I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, and I am going to. I'll accept. I'll accept. And right. I know, I know, some of our listeners were, were commenting on like con- you know, consequences. Like, what are the consequences going to be? I, I think some of them don't believe in my wall bets. They think I'm going to lose, and they want to know. You know what's going to happen, yes. win we, or if I we lose. We all so, believe you're going to lose. All right, that's, that's that's fair. So let's let's come up with something. How about if if I lose all three, I can't talk about Julian Edelman for a whole week, three podcasts. That's it. Just just a week. Yeah, I, I, unless you bring him up first, it's like the like the you know the presidential debates. Unless they're they're they're, they're mentioned by name, they can't respond. All right. How about that? All right, all right, all right. Done. Throw it on the wall. Sounds good. Throw it on the wall. Okay, and let's uh, let's get into the fantasy news, Seth. Um, over the last week, there's been a lot of a lot of developments in fantasy, um, and probably one of the most surprises, uh, biggest surprises, was Justin Forsett gets cut from Baltimore. Um, there's news that he might get re-signed. I think there was even one beat reporter saying that he might actually have a significant role in Week One. So, not too sure what to to think of that, but obviously everyone scrambled to the waiver wire to make sure that Terrence West was on a team um, in the last day or so. So, what are your thoughts with Justin Forsythe getting cut? I know he was kind of one of the players that you know we were eyeing at the end of drafts as kind of like a bench starter, and I, I must admit, and this is this is why I just generally hate people over thirty. 
I mean, in the and for fantasy wise, I mean, it's just it just it always seems like something like this happens. I don't typically always have like good reasons why. Oh, I don't like this person going into this year just because they're thirty one, etc. But this is just another good reason of why you can't trust people over thirty. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us saw this coming. I know we didn't. We were talking up Justin Forsett for a while, mostly because of the value where he's going. He basically someone you're going to get for free. You don't have to risk anything to get him. But I'm not really surprised. I'm not like aside from that. I mean, I think I'm as surprised as I'm going to be with Justin Hunter. I mean, with Ju- Justin Forsett rather. But I think if if we learn anything, it's just that you know expect the unexpected as um as the final cuts draw near. Um, and Terrence West, you know, obviously the, the way Terrence West and Kenneth Dixon have performed in preseason contributed to that. And I think that they saw they have a, a plethora of running backs at their disposal. They didn't really need Justin Forsett. He's definitely not part of their future. So, um, But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere else. I mean, he's a serviceable back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely a little bit shocked. And I know you had him on a couple of your teams. So you couldn't have been too impressed by the news. No, not at all. I had him on a team. I you know, a solid bench person. Um, I thought for at least the first month that, you know, he'd be kind of the go-to person there until, you know, until maybe he loses the job to Kenneth Dixon or something like that. But it looks like he lost it to Terrence West, who I was basically knocking all, you know, preseason. I, did, I didn't think that that was really an option, um, Terrence West as as the starter, but it is. Um, but to, to get back to Justin Forsett in terms of potential landing spots, we talked in the last episode about New England backfield and how I'm just not excited about it. Do you think there's any shot that he, that he gets to or New England signs him? I mean, I feel like he would be a really good uh, player, you know, that's reliable, that could do a lot of things out of the backfield. Someone, I guess someone that, you know, New England would look for. Yeah, but it, it almost seems like one of those names that's too obvious it's too obvious of a person for New England to, to bring in. You know what I mean? It's one of those names that's like he's a, a proven running back in the NFL. Everybody thinks, you know, why why shouldn't New England, you know, why why shouldn't they sign him? And because of that, I just, you know, I feel like Belichick always, especially at the running back position, I feel like he would much rather bring in an undrafted rookie or, or somebody that's, you know, gone through, been cut by several teams um, that hasn't really proven anything in the NFL. I feel like he'd rather bring in somebody like that than a Justin Forsett. Um so I'm skeptical. I think, yeah, I think that would be a per- the perfect fit for New England while we're waiting for Deion Lewis to to come back from injury because James White doesn't seem like they, you know, he's he is okay. He has spurts where, you know, he's, he's solid, but he doesn't have that big play potential. He's not great. LeGarrette Blunt, we've seen enough from him to know that, you know, he's not really going to give us too much. So, yeah, I think Justin Forsett would be a name the Patriots should at least consider. Absolutely. Yeah, but you are right. You know, it seems a little too obvious. So, um, but if they do not bring back Justin Forsett, Seth, what are your thoughts about Javorius Allen? Because my impression is that Terrence West is not going to be the the pass catching back. So maybe if they bring Forsett back, maybe he slides right into that role. Maybe he's kind of lost the early down the goal line work to Terrence West at this point, obviously. But Javorius Allen, I think he might have some potential here if they don't re-sign Justin Forsett. Kenneth Dixon is hurt. He's out for a minimum of like the next month before he starts um, coming back from injury. And, of course, he's a rookie. So I think Javorius Allen might have some potential in a PPR league. Yeah, and he's going to get the opportunities. That's the most important thing, um, especially for somebody that you don't have to waste a high pick on, right? You don't have to invest too much to get Javorius Allen. Last year, he averaged under four yards a carry. He had fumbling issues. But none of that really matters for where you're going to get Javorius Allen. You're going to get him off free agents at the end of your draft or one of the last rounds, maybe with the, the news breaking. Um, so if you, don't have, if you don't have to invest anything in somebody like a Javorius Allen, he's definitely worth a late-round flyer um, because you, he's at least going to get the opportunities, especially in PPR leagues like you mentioned. So... I think Javori Sound is is definitely someone to keep an eye on, and I, I also like Kenneth Dixon because he was the best running back this preseason until he had that injury. Um, he's clearly their future. So especially if you're in a keeper league um, and you you forfeit the round of which you you take the player in, definitely take Kenneth Dixon with one of your your last your last round picks. Um, 
and then you you know he's potentially going to be the starter next year. So I definitely like him in that in that uh, scenario. But you know, week six on, I think Kenneth Dixon is is going to end up being the best back in that backfield, and it's going to help people in the playoff weeks. I, I definitely agree there. I mean, a few probably a month into the season is when I'll start looking at him and, and seeing if I can roster him on the bench. As you know, I'd, it, those roster spots I have are very valuable. But um, Oh, we know that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Terrence West, he only averaged one target a game that he's played over the last couple of years. So he's not the pass-catching back, and I would be led to believe that Javarius Allen would be playing that role. So if you're in a PPR league – and you know someone else already grabbed Terrence West, but Allen's still sitting there on waivers. Uh, if you have the room, if you can drop someone else, um, I'd be very curious to see on how all that plays out next Sunday. Yeah, and I got I got to tell you, I know we we had a podcast where we were talking about whether we're buying or selling on some of these players like the Dak Prescotts, Terrence West. I know you were a seller on Terrence West. I got to tell you, I'm I'm starting to think there's something to this kid because the fact that they cut Justin Forsett. And, I mean, Justin Forsett was someone they really liked. If they're just going to cut Justin Forsett and go into the season with, for all intents and purposes, just Javorius Allen um, and Terrence West, I'm starting to think the hype is real with the Terrence West, and he's going to show us something. So, I, I don't know. I agree. I mean, I, I think that. I think I'll just I'll be wrong in this case. I mean, I did I didn't think that Terrence West was going to be this much of an impact. I thought he was just a a game one in the preseason, couple touchdown on the goal line, you know, hype. But obviously, if they're letting go of Justin Forsett, you have to read the actions. I read obviously a lot more than what coach talk or you know what anything the coach would say. The fact that they cut Forsett is is loud and clear. That that West is someone they feel comfortable with at the helm of the running back for at least the first two downs you would have to imagine. Yep, yep. So I I mean I have him on in a couple of my leagues on the bench, and I'm just playing the waiting game with with uh, with Terrence West. So we'll see what happens. But like we said, Ter- uh, Kenneth Dixon is going to be the play long term, and is definitely someone should be stashing on their bench, especially in keeper leagues. You know, I was just looking up the um, numbers here for Javaris Allen last year. He had, let's see here for catches. He had 45 catches last year, and he only played in 34% of the offensive snaps. And he had 45 catches. So Baltimore is likely to be down in a lot of games again. Um, their defense, you know, is it's probably still going to struggle. And when they're down playing from behind, Javaris Allen's going to be in the game flow situation. So, again, um, I don't think that we can expect too much out of Javoris Allen, but he is a player that is probably sitting on everyone's waivers and had 45 catches last year at only playing 34% of the snaps. Um, and for a team that just cut their their number one back going into the season or what everyone thought was going to be their number one back. Yep. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's move on from this uh, Baltimore running back carousel. And l- <laughs> let's move on to something – that was bugging me over the weekend. I was actually in Colorado, as you know. I was away from the podcast. And like me and you have talked about, I missed I missed out on a, on a couple. Um, I had no Wi-Fi for most of the trip. I was in the mountains. It was a disaster. So I missed out on a couple moves that I could have made um, because I was basically, you know, out of, you know, I, I was I was way out there. So, but, and this has nothing to do with that. But while I was in Colorado, I was thinking about it because I, I was updated on some of the moves. And what is going on in Tennessee? I mean, when when they draft players from now on, like positional offensive players, they should just know that they have to look for a new job in two to three years because they're most likely going to be cut. I mean, Zach Mettenberger, they drafted in 2014. He's no longer with them. They drafted Bishop Sankey, who they cut. They drafted David Cobb last year. They released him. Um, Justin Hunter, drafted in 2013, released him. Doyle Green Beckham, they traded to Philly, who they drafted last year. What is Tennessee doing? They just just cannot draft positional players on the offensive side of the ball. No, and, you know, we talk about this sometimes with these GMs. I just don't get it. I I mean, Doyle Green Beckham, I mean, really? I think they spent a second-round pick on him. I mean, and I I can't believe that Philly invested anything to to bring him over. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously not very good at drafting, and they their players must. I, I don't know. I mean, you must convince them in the in the interviews that they're actually good players, and they go ahead and draft them because obviously they're cutting them all after a couple of years. Yeah, don't forget about Jake Walker in 2011. That was another gem of a pick. Yep, Tennessee. You know, just that's why they're where they are right now. And moving on from uh, to another GM, Seth uh, Sam Bradford. I mean, Sam Bradford gets traded for a first round pick to Minnesota. A, a bit of an overreaction from Minnesota, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it's funny. Like I was on Twitter and I saw someone tweeted out the numbers um, between Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford. They're they're virtually identical, and you could actually argue Mark Sanchez's are better, better numbers, better pass rating um, than Sam Bradford's. And he just got legal let go for nothing. The Vikings give up a first round and a fourth round pick to acquire Sam Bradford. I mean, I've never seen somebody be given so many opportunities. While, accompli- while accomplishing so little. I mean, Sam Bradford, he's, he was injured pretty much the entire time he was with St. Louis, now the Los Angeles Rams. He goes to Philly, um, gets injured, obviously, and he has a bad year. I mean, very average year when he was playing. Um, and then there's still a team that's willing to give up a first-round pick for him. Now, if you're Minnesota, why don't you just go into the year with Sean Hill? I mean, you're obviously going to have to win games with your defense and your running game anyways, why give up a first round and fourth round pick and mortgage some of your future to get Sam Bradford, especially when he's not your quarterback of the future? You already have Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, as you said, I've never seen anyone given so many chances without actually showing any promise. I mean, even when he has played, he hasn't been all that spectacular. And he just signed a two-year, $35 million contract. So now Minnesota has to inherit that. And his cap hit next year is going to be $17 million. So you know they're not going to keep him through next year. So it's a one-year rental, right? I mean, so it's just a complete awful job by Minnesota and overreaction. I don't know what it would have cost to have gotten a, maybe a Mike Lennon. Um, or okay. Some- Let's let's not compare him to Mike Lennon. I, you you I don't I don't think there's any difference really. I mean Sam Bradford to me he's 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 not a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and even the even the Sam Bradford apologists out there that that still think he's good. I mean, I, I was one of them for for a while when he was with St. Louis. But I mean, last year I can understand why people were buying into the Sam Bradford hype because he was going to a Chip Kelly offense where at that point. Um, you know, was was you know a sexy, pretty sexy offense. They thought Demarco Murray, um, Jordan Matthews. They thought like there was something there. So I understand it. Um, when he went to Philly, um, but now he's going to Minnesota. What's there to get? Uh, set aside, you know, how, how Sam Bradford just is not a good quarterback. Like, let's just focus on the situation he's going to. He's going into a team that he he doesn't know the playbook. He hasn't played with at all. Um, and he's going to a team that it was one of the most boring offenses to watch last year. Um, aside from Adrian Peterson, they really don't have a lot there on offense to really get excited about. So if, I mean, I just don't see what there is to get excited about for Sam Bradford going to Minnesota. I mean, it's the worst possible situation you could imagine. Yeah. And again, what's the long-term play for giving up a first rounder? We have all these teams that remember when Bram Marshall was getting shopped from Chicago and no one wanted to give them a second rounder for Bram Marshall and he ends up getting moved for a fifth rounder i mean so there's all these kind of moves all the time where these gms hold all these high draft picks so valuable and they won't trade you know for a brandon marshall um for a second round pick um which is easily would be their best second round pick in the draft yet yet people are trading like remember when percy harvin got traded for a first that was awful um and now sam bradford i mean it just i don't, I don't get what the long-term play is as well because they have bridgewater and i highly doubt that they're going to want to keep bradford last next year with a 17 million dollar cap hit it just it, it shows that if you're gonna if you're gonna make a trade offer your first offer might as well be sky high because the other person might be crazy enough to accept it so it's it's worth offering something that's just completely ridiculous. Um, so another effect that this has um, in fantasy, I tweeted this out yesterday. I don't get your thoughts on this. I think this gives a little bit of a bump to Zach Ertz. I mean, out of all people that's affected in this whole trade, I guess. Uh, but Carson Wentz is starting week one. Uh, 
and I know he didn't really get to play a lot of the preseason because he has that he had that rib injury. But again, I'm just not a believer in Sam Bradford, so I think that they're going to be able to in Philly be able to get Ertz the ball more now with Carson Wentz. So, do you think there's a little bump there, or do you actually think that's a regression? You know, because you like Sam Bradford. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't think either. I, I think it's just going to his value pretty much stays the same. I mean, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what effect that's going to have on the offense. I mean, it's a new offense. In general, right, with Doug Peterson, no Chip Kelly. So that already was going to take some sort of effect on the offense. I don't know what it does to, to Zach Ertz um, specifically. I think, I don't think it hurts him, but I don't know how much of a boost it's really going to give him. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we won't really know until week one. I do think, though, to some extent, it hurts Jordan Matthews. Just a little bit. Jordan Matthews got off to a really good start last year with Sam Bradford. Um, so I, I think, but even there, I'm not really reading too much into that. I just think if it's going to affect anybody, it's going to probably have a slightly negative effect on Jordan Matthews. But we'll see. I think if Carson Wentz is better than Sam Bradford, um, then it should help them over the course of the year. It's just really hard to say right now, especially hard to gauge what effect it would have at the tight end position. Yeah, and remember when Philly was entertaining the idea and people were talking up Ruben Randall as the number two over there? I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, another joke. Uh, some of these people, and I guess maybe that's where I was with Terrence West. You know, I, I get tied into the same with Christian Michael, Ruben Randall. It's like, listen, these guys haven't done it in several years, and Ruben Randall couldn't do it in a really good offense. What's you know what would make me believe that he could do it in Philly with an inconsistent quarterback so uh, that was just I don't know I just that made me think of Ruben Randall and in, in that joke but um, another question I want to to get your feedback on was the Dallas situation Darren McFadden you know he's not be playing for I, I think the minimum in the first six weeks he can't even straighten his arm I guess I mean this guy is made out of glass not not news to anyone um, Alfred Morris is listed as the backup of course but he can't catch the ball do you think they, Lance Dunbar is going to have, um, you know, any role in the offense like he did last year? Because he was their pure pass catching specialist, like Theo Riddick was used. Or is is Ezekiel Elliott going to be used like Demarco Murray was two years ago? I would lean towards uh, Ezekiel Elliott being um, the second coming of Demarco Murray from 2014, rather than. Um, believe that Lance Dunbar is going to, you know, produce anything meaningful for fantasy owners this year. I'm just not buying into it. And, you know, the Cowboys, at this point, I'm staying away from pretty much every Cowboy player unless I can get them at a really good value. So Des Bryant, um, the back end of the top 10, and maybe in a, in a 12-team league would take him 11th or 12th. Ezekiel Elliott, same thing. I, I think they're going to give Ezekiel Elliott all he can handle. I just have a feeling like I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if that kid gets injured. Um, Lance Dunbar, I'm just I'm just staying away from him. I mean, he has he's never done anything before. I'm not buying into it now. Um, I'd rather have Alfred Morris than Lance Dunbar. And, and it's funny. I was listening to the radio and they were saying how um, teams were, were offering or trying to they were making trade offers to the Cowboys, trying to pry um, Darren McFadden away, but the Cowboys were resisting. I'm like, why? Why hold on to Darren McFadden? I don't get it. I mean, it's the same way with Cleveland Browns. I mean, with Josh Gordon, this guy hasn't played in two years. If someone's willing to offer you something, don't you take it? But anything. So, so, so teams are. What are the, the Bears traded uh, Marshall away for? What a six round pick? 
or was it a fifth I th- rounder? I think it was a fifth, but somewhere around there. Yeah, exactly. So you just take anything for Darren McFadden. I mean, the guy can't stay healthy. This is nothing new with him. No. But I mean, it's just it's frustrating how many inept GMs there are out there. Um, and I know it's not specific to just the NFL, but it, it does seem like there's a lot of stupid G- NFL GMs. It really does. Um, okay, last piece of news that we want to touch on. Um, just get your thoughts, kind of how this affects the team per se, or just your thoughts on this player, Devonte Devonte Parker. Um, you know, player that we haven't really been high on. We haven't been buying it uh, too much, and especially where his value was. He's got both of his hamstrings hurt now. Um, apparently, um, might not even play week one. You know, there was definitely you know a lot of hype. With Devontae Parker, he, he finished the year pretty strong last year. You have Adam Gase coming in. Um, I'm a fairly big believer in Adam Gase in terms of offense-wise. Um, you know, much better than the offensive coaching that they had last year with, with the walking zombie Joe Philbin and uh, the steroid tight end coach there they had. So I, I like the prospects of the Miami offense fantasy-wise. Uh, maybe not actual football on the field-wise. But Devontae Parker can't stay healthy if his life depended on it, it seems like. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I, I still I still kind of like him, but only because where you're going to be getting him. I mean, this is something you're getting, you know, after the 10th round, after the 11th round. So the way I, the way I look at Devontae Parker is, you use you know, you're basically eyeing him as someone that you can put on your bench. You're not starting him. Um in any league, right? You don't want to have you don't want to start him in your flex or one of your wide receiver slots. So you have him on your bench. Um, I'd be eyeing him as one of my my final bench spots. You know, if you if you stash six or seven on your bench, depending on what the sizes and in, in you know your league out there for your for bench, um, he'd be one of my last bench players. If not, he's someone you can look at um, on the waiver wire following your draft. So I, I definitely would have him on my radar, but definitely not good news. Not what you like to hear when you're you're going into week one for a player that's you know is developing the reputation for being an injury prone player. Yeah, and maybe he's slipping to 10th or later now with the drafts, but most drafts are all done, and most of the drafts were done over the last couple of weeks, where I think he was actually a little bit higher than that in drafts too. So, um, so yeah, he's it's obviously got to be very frustrating to Miami. They've already come out and hinted and said a couple of things publicly about him needing to keep his body in shape and et cetera. Yeah, and I mean, I can only imagine how many targets Jarvis Landry's going to get now. Oh, can you I'm, imagine? <laughs> Jarvis Landry is going to be a target machine. Absolutely. And Seth, before we get to the rest of the episode, let's thank today's sponsor, the app Draft. Do you play Daily Fantasy? If so, you should be playing on Draft. Get this. Your chances of winning on Draft are over 200% better than on FanDuel or DraftKings. The data shows almost 90% of players lose on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. If you're not a pro and not spending hours a day on fantasy, you should be playing on draft. You'll win more often. It is statistically proven. On draft, you do a simple snake draft, just like at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one week, and they take only minutes to complete. I have draft on my phone and just did a 10-person draft. Got Todd Gurley with the fifth overall pick, and I'm about to do another. Join me, download Draft now, just type Draft in the App Store, and it'll come up first. Be sure to enter the promo code TALKINGHEADS when you download, and you'll get a 100% bonus when you deposit. Again, type Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code TALKINGHEADS. Now, Jeff, doesn't that sound like the like the most perfect invention ever? I know. I, I mean, why am I always late to the party with these things. I wish I could come up with this idea. Because, I mean, how many times, Seth, were me and you, I don't know, every weekend we're like, oh, I mean, I love doing drafts. We all prepare for the draft. We prepare for season-long drafts. And that's what – but we don't have it on a weekly basis. We get injuries. We've already got Jamal Charles, you know, questionable week one that we have to deal with. That's the, the annoying part of season-long fantasy football. However, FanDuel got popular because each week people can just jump in and jump out, you know, whatever week they want to play. But you didn't get to do a draft. Like me and you could have all the really good players that we wanted. And we could both have Julio because he's playing New Orleans. And there wasn't a lot of thought process there. But now with draft, we can do a draft every single weekend and just keep it between just you and your friends. You can do anywhere from two to ten people um, a draft every single weekend. 
Yeah, and, and if I knew about this sooner, I, I wouldn't be in like seven leagues this year, right? Because this is the perfect thing every single week. Instead of doing FanDuel or DraftKings, when, like you said it, you're, you're in, you're in, maybe you're doing like a, a FanDuel league with 10 other, uh, other buddies, right? And everyone's going to have Julio. Everyone's going to have Antonio Brown. Maybe the only difference in your lineups is you have a different quarterback or a different defense. But this is perfect, and it's funny. Like This is something that me and a couple of my, my buddies at work do. Um, we did it last year, right? There's three of us. And we would just do a, every single week. We'd do a draft, but we'd do it on paper. So we'd, we'd write our picks in on paper. Um, and the annoying thing about that was, is like I always, I would always forget my sheet of paper with my lineup at work. So I'd be watching the games on Sunday. And I'd be like, do, do I have Jordan Reed? I think I have Jordan Reed. But I'm not sure. And I have to check on Monday. Um, so this is way way more organized. You can do it on your phone. Um, way cooler than FanDuel. So this is something that you and I are going to be doing every single week. Every single week. And then obviously with you just you know doing it with your friends there, you got to organize the points. Uh, you got to yep. pay each other. I mean, it's all taken care of right there on the app. So you know what? I, let's, let's show how easy this is. Let's just do a draft right now on the air to kind of show how easy this is. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a, so, that sounds good. All right. Let me, uh, let's do this one. All right, right, so I'm gonna, send, I'm gonna send you the challenge here. Okay. So Seth and I will do um, a two-person draft. Now, of course, you could do up to ten people, which is pretty sweet. This is like this is I, I love the idea of this. I mean, every single weekend you just get a new draft. I don't have to worry about injuries. I don't have to worry about bye weeks. All that crap. Okay, so Seth, I just sent you the challenge. I think you've got the first pick. Okay. So I'm going to look at the players I have available right now. And I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to go – so obviously I know conventional wisdom would suggest taking Antonio Brown, going up against Washington. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Julio Jones going up against really? Tampa Bay at home. Yes, I am. Okay. I, again, I like, I like Antonio Brown year-long, but this is just one week. I'm going with Julio, baby. All right. Pick is in. Julio Jones, uh, now I have to make my pick. And since you are not smart enough to be the smartest guy in this draft room, uh, which no one is when they're in the same draft room as me, but I'm going to have to take Antonio Brown. So thank you for letting him fall to number two. And now I've got Antonio Brown. Okay. And do 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 do. Now I've got – it's a snake draft, of course, so I've got back-to-back picks. And I've been – this is a player set. I might go a little under the radar here. Not not really under the radar, but we were just talking about him, and I'm eyeing him for week one as as a blowout, as a potential coming out party. Ezekiel Elliott. So I got my running back. Interesting. I'm not that I want to give you an idea. It's actually a back to back picks here. <clears throat> two person snake draft. You get some getting used to, right? Um, so I got two picks. I got two picks here, back to back. So I'm gonna let the anticipation build up with my second one. Um, oh, my first I'm pick. Just, I'm just dying over here. I just can't wait to hear what they are. I know. Uh, I'm gonna go DeAndre Hopkins against Chicago. Okay. Obviously, very good option. Yep. So you know what? It's between. I just realized it's wide receiver slash tight end. Only have two slots to fill there. So. Mm. All right, I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is on my team. All right. Okay. Now, for my next pick, I'm going running back, obviously. So I'm going to look at my options here. And I, I don't see how you cannot go Todd Gurley against the San Francisco 49ers. So I am going Todd Gurley. Hmm. Okay. Pick is in, Todd Gurley. All right. So you have to start one quarterback, two running backs, and two wide receivers slash tight ends. I'm looking at you've already got both of your wide receivers, so I'm going to be smart here, and I'm going to go running back, quarterback. And... I'm going to have to go <coughs> New Orleans is not at home. Does it matter where New Orleans is? I mean, they, they don't have a defense. True. Very true. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with Drew Brees. 
I mean, playing playing Oakland, I could see. All right, I could see obviously Drew Brees having a really really good day. I mean, who can't? But I can also see. Oh wait, it's actually in New Orleans. All right, never mind. Perfect. Okay, and I'm gonna go running back here. I've already got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, D'Angelo Williams looking attractive. Uh, Devontae Freeman looking attractive. <laughs> um, this is this is uh, I can only imagine a six to ten person doing this. This this would be awesome. It's like you get a full, you get your drafts, a full draft every single weekend, and you can do more than one. Um, so. I'm going to do D'Angelo Williams. I just feel like he's just going to get all the touches playing Washington. Washington's at home, so they might put up more points. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is not very good, so I'm going to go D'Angelo Williams. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to go Derek Carr here for my quarterback. He's playing New Orleans. You know, I, I don't even have to look at the name. I just have to see the at New Orleans and just to know that that's who he's playing week one, and that's the quarterback I'm going with. I mean, just give me the quarterback that's playing New Orleans Every single week of the year. Um, all right, so I have one more pick left, and I need to make a running back pick, if you can believe it. So now there's a couple of running backs that I like at this spot right here. Well, obviously, right? There's, you know, I have my pick uh, from everybody. So I am going to – wish I had another another wide receiver spot, right? I'd take Jordan Nelson. Um. Let me try and get where I was here. See the running back that I want. I, I am going to take Adrian Peterson. <coughs> Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna swap that. I'm I'm just gonna go all in on Houston. All right, I'm mean, a little indecisive here. That's what happens when you do drafts, right? And there's no clock right now, so I'm gonna go Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Yeah, okay. playing Chicago again. I, I'm my picks are revolving around the defense they're playing. So they're playing Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Houston's going to have a pretty good day. Big days for Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, okay. Now I think you got to put in your last pick there. Go ahead and put put in. Oh wait, never mind. Yep. So you've got the, your pick now. You got to pick your quarterback. Yep. And then there's let's make sure I get Derek Carr in there. Okay. Perfect. Derek Carr's in. So I've got last pick. I need a wide receiver slash tight end. Um, and this is going to be pretty easy. You know, I think Odell Beckham is the choice here. Um, playing Dallas. Uh, Giants might have the ball a lot too, right? Who knows what, what happens with Dak Prescott. Um, so I'm going to go Odell Beckham. And our draft is complete, Seth. And now we can challenge each other for whatever we want to challenge um, each other for. One dollar. You know, I'm probably going to win this one, so I might send you over like a $100 offer. But let's recap our teams here. We have Drew Brees and Derek Carr. Well, these are the quarterbacks, right? So let me go down my team first, and then we'll read it in full team fashion. Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott, D'Angelo Williams, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. And then you have Derek Carr, Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a tough matchup right there. Yep, definitely. Um, definitely a good team. And Odell Beckham is someone I was looking at too. Just It's tough, right? You, there's so many good players to choose from. Um, so I have, I have Derek Carr. I'm rolling with Todd Gurley and Lamar Miller as my running backs. And my receivers are DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Yep, absolutely. Now, remember, everyone, just download the app, put in the promo code TALKINGHEADS, and you can go ahead and challenge your friends. You can create, like, leagues in here, too, right? So you could do, uh, like, a New England Hometown League and set you, me, you, and get a couple guys or something. We Every single weekend, we can do a weekly draft with 10 people. I mean, you could do it with the same people you're doing your current leagues with if you wanted to. I mean, so go ahead and download the app in the draft store. Just type in draft, promo code TALKINGHEADS, and you get a 100% deposit bonus. How sweet is that? There's, there's nothing better than that. Um, and there's also like a lot of flexibility with this thing, too. You can do um, like normal leagues. You can do running back only, right? You can do wide receiver slash tight end. You can do 
Like, there's a bunch of different types of leagues you can do. Yep. Okay, let's get to our main segment of the show, Seth. We want to talk a little bit about players we've drafted, um, players we haven't drafted. Um, just talk about some of the shares that we have coming into the season. You know, we're, week one's about to start. And I think this might be a good time to set to maybe kind of mention what to expect from the episodes once the season starts. Me and you have NFL Sunday ticket. We're going to be watching most, if not all, the games in a weekend, and we don't want to make uh, you know overcommit ourselves. But you know, most people is not going to be able to catch the Tennessee Jacksonville game. Okay, Tennessee and Jacksonville doesn't even cu- catch that game so we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to rewatch them nfl sunday ticket uh does a good job of condensing these down on replays so now our work weeks you know turn into our football weeks turn into thursday night games sunday night games monday night games and now we're gonna be rewatching games tuesday and wednesday um you know uh, bless our wives uh, for dealing with us uh, i don't know how we're gonna get away with this one um but Anyways, we're going to be watching all the games, and we're going to be reporting back the usage of players, right, Seth? Um, how they were used. Um, sometimes players are used a lot, but they don't really come out on the stat sheet fantasy-wise, so we can identify a couple players that might burst out in the upcoming weeks. Um, some players might have had just a lucky game. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts there just in terms of watching the games and kind of providing that weekend, week-out feedback? Yeah, especially when it comes to like wide receivers. Because if a wide receiver is playing like 90 95% of the snaps – um, and he's constantly on the field, but he only has like you know five targets and you know one catch. That's terrible. Like it's even worse when you put it in proper. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For context, that he's on the field for that percentage of snaps. Right. So I think that's definitely something like the context is important in a lot of these situations. So percentage of snaps played is important as well. And also, like you said, like the, the box score doesn't tell the whole story. Um, so when you watch the games, you get a better a better grasp on like how they're being used. Yep, absolutely. And again, waiver wire pickups, right? Especially early in the season, there's going to be a couple people right off the bat in the first couple of weeks that are going to be some high dollar fab budget people. Um, you know, are they worth it? Are they not worth it? So we talked a little bit about that in the last episode too, um, especially to start off the year. There's nothing better than getting like the Devontae Freemans of the world off waivers and you get to use them for the balance of the season. So so we'll talk about that. We'll be talking about how much you should be spending on your budget for these players who are going to be hitting waivers on our on our episodes. Um, so let's get into, Seth, some of the players that we drafted, um, just providing some feedback and some thoughts on them and maybe why we didn't get them or why we did. But let's start off with uh, players we wish we had more shares of. Who would be someone on your list that you wish you had more shares of? Now, I, don't, I know we don't do a ton of drafts, but who is someone that you wish you had more shares of? Mike Evans, that's the first the first person that comes to mind for me, first player. Um, it's someone that we've both been talking about ad nauseum on the podcast. Um, you know, we, we always talk about his touchdowns, how he went down from 12 to, what, three last year. I think he's going to be up in double digits for sure. And I don't have him in any of my leagues. It's just, it's just one of those players. We're in a couple auctions, and the way that I was allocating my budget at the time when he was nominated, I, I wasn't able to be a big player um, in that bidding process for Mike Evans. And then the snake drafts, you know, I think one me and you were in, we had the, the 12th overall pick. So, you know, we, we didn't grab him with the back to back, right. We grabbed Allen Robinson and Jamal Charles. 
Um, and then he wasn't available to us on the way back up. So it just kind of like the, the way the situation was in all my drafts, I just was not able to get Mike Evans. Um, and I'm, I'm regretting it because I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. One of the, one of the players that I was fortunate to get Mike Evans, um, and paid up in an auction league. Um, but one of the players that's kind of similar in the sense of where they're going. And I know you have shares of him and I don't, and that's Keenan Allen. Um, I mean, he is going to be such a PPR monster. It's just going to be aggravating to watch him blow up on weekends and realize I don't have him anywhere. I just wasn't able to get him because I was typically picking early second. So I could just always like a couple other people better than him early second, and I wasn't picking late second, early third, so I, I didn't get him to fall to me. Yeah, that's another good player too. I put him in the same same category as Mike Evans, another player that I really like, and it's weird with with Keenan Allen because he's a player that I, I consider to be a first round type talent, first round type guy. But you're obviously not taking him in the first round, so you have to get a little bit lucky in a snake drafts um, by having the right pick, right? If you have the 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 tenth pick, you're probably not taking him at pick eleven, or maybe you will. But if you don't, you're definitely not getting him in the third round. Um, so that's why in the snake drafts, you and I like the six to six to eight range, right? Six to nine range with picks because you can get Keenan Allen in the second round without having to overdraft him. But I'm in the same boat. I don't have him in. I have him in one league, one of the leagues that you and I are in together, and that's it. I wish I had him in every single league I was in as well. Yeah. Uh, one other player before we move to the next um, next topic is Jarvis Landry for me. Um, just never could get him. He's going in that. I think around fourth round. He's kind of going around where Decker and Macklin go, so I was always taking them um, instead of Jarvis. But, you know, if Jarvis was there instead of them, uh, I would be happy to take him. I was just never able to get Jarvis Landry. That's another person that in PPR leagues would have been nice to own. Yeah, and I think the tricky thing with Jarvis Landry is is you know he's a lock to get 90 to, you know, 100, 110 catches a year, but he doesn't have that big play potential. He's not going to catch 10 touchdowns. So it's like it's hard to put a price tag on just consistency um, because he, you know, he doesn't have the upside that a lot of other players have where he's going. But I have him in one of my leagues. I love Jarvis Landry. Um, and he, he's a great player to own if you end up like in one of the leagues you and I are together. I have Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen with my first two picks, and then I had Jarvis Landry who fits in nicely. But definitely love Jarvis Landry. And one of the, one of, one of the other player for me that I wish I had more shares of was Allen Robinson. Yep. I mean, I, I I'm I'm huge on Allen Robinson this year. I have him in only one league. Wish I had him in every single one. There's just a lot of receivers out there that I like this year, and I uh, can't have all of them. Nope, definitely not. Now, how about players uh, that you're surprised you drafted? One of the players I was surprised I drafted. Um, we always talk about it, the human element of being in a draft. You never know what you, where you're going to go. You don't know who's going to fall to you, snake drafts, and so on and so forth. But Kobe Fleener, um, you know, didn't talk a lot about him you know, in any of our draft strategies a whole lot. Didn't really plan on getting him at all. Just felt like where his price was going was a bit much. But he fell in one of our leagues, and I just felt like he had the upside to be you know, a top five tight end with the amount that New Orleans uses tight ends. I mean, they made Benjamin Watson a tight end one last year, and that guy's as old as his, you know, co, you know, whatever colleague over there, Steve Smith. They're both hanging out at the assisted living facility. But (laughs) the problem with Kobe Fleener is, is he's Kobe Fleener, right? Like, can I can I trust him? They're already saying that he's having trouble understanding the playbook. Him and Breeze technically aren't on the right page. I don't know how much to to really read into that right now because that's just a lot of, you know, coach talk or beat reporting stuff. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm concerned a little bit for having him. I don't really have much backup behind him. I don't want to invest in, you know, multiple tight ends. Uh, but that being said, I'm surprised I have him, and he's, he's on one of my teams. I think for me, it's two types of players that I have a lot of. Um, for running backs, I have the TJ. I have TJ Yeldon in, like, three leagues. What am, what am I doing? I'm that's and it's, horrible. And I, I, I don't even like TJ Yeldon. It's just that I got him. You know, one of them was an early draft, in my defense. You know, like the draft we did like two or three weeks ago. But yeah, he's just going so late. I'm either getting him with like my last pick. Um, in the auction league, I got him for $1, right? So, but nonetheless, I have him in a lot of my leagues. And then on the wide, for wide receivers, I have Jordan Matthews in a couple. 
Um, I have Emmanuel Sanders in a couple just because they're going for dirt cheap as well. So I, I'm just, I find myself, um, you know, with, with a lot of shares of Jordan Matthews, Emmanuel Sanders and TJ Yeldon's not particularly excited about it, but, um, I think they're at the very least, they're solid bench players. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else I'm super surprised that I draft. I'm usually pretty consistent in terms of always staying true to good offenses. I didn't draft anyone from Oakland. I didn't draft anyone from Cleveland um, or anything like that. So I think Kobe Fleener was probably my biggest surprise. And then to segue into players that we have a lot of shares of, as you were kind of mentioning, but you maybe someone that we're excited about having a lot of shares of. I got a lot of shares of two players. One is Andrew Luck. Um, in a two-quarterback league now. Um, I'm not going to pay up in a one-quarterback league, but me and you said play a lot of two-QB two leagues. And I was like getting the one QB stud and then going completely garbage as a second quarterback. Um, but I didn't expect to get Luck. I thought maybe Breeze. I thought maybe Palmer. And I ended up getting Luck for whatever reason. And I'm okay with it because I, I like the upside of Luck. Two years ago, he threw 40 touchdowns. Uh, so that's a player I got a lot of shares of. Another player I got a lot of shares of um, and hasn't really been going all that high in, in regular leagues, you know, your your friend types leagues, uh, was Charles Sims. You know, it came at relatively decent costs, and I pretty much scooped, scooped him up in every single league I could. Yeah, and for, for me, one of the players that I have a lot of shares on is D'Angelo Williams. And I have, I have in like three leagues. Um, and, and I'm always looking for him too in every single league. So when I don't get him, I'm just like missing out on him. Someone's taking him a few picks before me. And the reason that I love D'Angelo Williams and the reason why he's on most of my teams is because I'm not taking the first three weeks for granted. I know he's only going to be the, you know, the quote unquote starter for three weeks. But last year he showed that when he's the starter, he's one of the best running backs in fantasy. He had 11 touchdowns last year. Averaged four and a half yards a carry, had 200, 200 carries, um, almost a thousand yards, nine oh seven. So I know when he's in there, he's going to be really, really good. He's going to be a running back one for sure. And Le'Veon Bell comes back right after three weeks, which is fine. Um, Le'Veon Bell never plays a full season; he never plays sixteen games. So I, I think the chances of Le'Veon Bell getting injured are definitely realistic. So I, I love D'Angelo Williams as number one, a starter for the first three weeks to help me win and get off to a good start and number two to be you know probably the best handcuff in all fantasy after that another person uh that i've got some good amount of shares of and uh, for other people that were helping do their drafts is willie sneed i mean he's just he's going kind of that like that sweet spot of that eighth ninth round kind of but i, I view him as so much more um, or at least a couple rounds higher, just because of his production last year and his upside and the offense he plays on. Kind of like what you were mentioning, like you're always going out looking for D'Angelo Williams, so you, you're being proactive in terms of like, when can I get him? And if you're not, you're just missing him. It's the same thing with Willie Sneed for me. Um, after I get most of like my starters filled up, I start looking for those those people that could be at the bottom of my flex or right on my bench that I I pretty much know I could trust week one, and Willie Sneed's one of those people. Yep, uh, we, we're both definitely high on Willie Sneed. Um, another player that, that I've been really high on that luckily I have in most every league I'm in, unlike Mike Evans, um, who I, I talk up every single chance I get but don't own him in anything. Um, but a player that I do have a lot of shares of that I'm pretty pumped about is Marvin Jones. Um, have him in virtually every single league I'm in. Um, I think, and I've, you know, I'm going down with the ship with this one, right? I'm gonna gonna keep talking him up until he has a bad year. But I think he's gonna have at least ten touchdowns, over a thousand yards receiving, 70, 70 catches minimum in Detroit. You can book it. Marvin Jones got him in virtually everything and um, a good value too, right? He's going after the seventh round, so. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a big season for me um, with Marvin Jones, one way or the other. Yeah, um, and that's how it goes with a lot of these players. You know, we just we gotta hope that they actually come through and what we're predicting. We're not gonna most certainly not gonna be right on all of them. Um, another player I just thought of, I, I wanted to mention that and didn't get any shares of, and I was kind of surprised because I thought I would because I'd be so high on them. Is James Winston? I've been mean, talking about the Bucks offense, um, definitely trying to get shares of the Bucks offense. I've got Mike Evans. I've got Charles Sims everywhere. Um, and I thought in the one QB leagues, I'd just sit back, 
you know, and just wait till Jameis Winston fell to me. But I just could never grab him. I mean, I either I waited an extra round too long or someone else was kind of sharing a brain and took him a little bit earlier than I would than I would be comfortable with. So Jameis Winston was a person I wish I had um, in a one quarterback league because I think he's got the upside to finish in the top ten of quarterbacks and just just didn't get the opportunity to to get him unless you know unless we do one of our expert league drafts Seth, that we're going to wrap up one more unless we you know unless we get him there but that that'd be the only opportunity i'm going to have yep and i, I think i think with Jameis winston I, I like him too i just think it's so tough especially in one quarterback leagues there's so many good quarterbacks available to you that you know you, you're going to be able to get the carson palmers even the Kirk cousins um you know maybe the Derek cars some people have them higher than i do um, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. There's so many great quarterbacks out there that you know Jameis Winston. It just isn't in that class yet, or at least hasn't proven it. So while he does have the upside, you're still going to take the Carson Palmer's of the world over Jameis Winston. Right, right. And you kind of bring up a good point. Um, you know, I'm high on Jameis Winston, but you have to be able to to understand where you still should take Jameis Winston, right? Like, I like Jameis Winston a lot. I like the Buccaneers' offense a lot. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to go completely out, like draft him in front of the, some of the people that you mentioned. Um, so that's important to to acknowledge as well when you're in the middle of a draft. Just because, Seth, you love Julian Edelman, you're not taking him in the first round. Um, so that, that's also, you know. Yep. And how about uh, let's wrap up Seth with draft day mistakes. Now I know we don't make mistakes, quote unquote, but um, but obviously we do. I mean we're human. Make them uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we really do. What you know? What is something that you're in the in the middle of the draft or right afterwards? You're like, oh, I wish I did this differently. I think specifically, I think one of the auctions we were in and Allen Robinson came on the board and Jordan Reed. Those are the two players that I really, I really just wish I went after more aggressively. They both went, went for bargains. Um, so I really wish I went and uh, got Jordan Reed out Robinson. That was the, the draft as a whole was the auction. Um, but I kind of just butchered, right? I went into it and didn't get any stud players. Ended up with a lot of the average, like Julian Edelman, um, Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker, um, it's a really solid, really deep team, but didn't have any of those heavy hitters like an Allen Robinson, which would have really rounded my team out nicely. So um, that was the one draft that I, I feel like I just I just uh, butchered a little bit, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that same one, uh, that's an auction draft. I end up paying for the the highest paid quarterback, Andrew Luck. I don't know how you really forecast that, but. Uh, for some reason, people were bidding me up on Andrew Luck. I knew that the I knew what the normal quarterbacks have gone for in the past. I felt like I was getting them from a decent value for you know a high end QB one in a two quarterback league. And then, sure enough, I don't know Seth if it's just like a people because me and you have a podcast and we're you know we're nominating and, and bidding up players that they're also getting involved. But the very next person was Aaron Rodgers. And the entire rest of the league let you know one of the other team owners get Aaron Rodgers for cheaper than Andrew Luck. It just made zero sense. So I ended up having to pay for the highest quarterback, and I don't know if I could have really prevented that, but you know it was most certainly most certainly not um, appealing. And here's the other thing too: going into the draft, I knew Carson Palmer was going to be a better deal, and he was. And I didn't wait for him to come out, and I got involved in Andrew Luck and. Stuff like that happens, and I should have known better to to wait for Carson Palmer to come out because that's the exact person we've been preaching, we've been talking about um, on the flight up there. I was planning on spending on Carson Palmer, waiting for him to come out, and I didn't. And the result was paying more for Andrew Luck, which is could be arguably the same quarterback when it's all said and done. Yep, I totally totally agree. Um, anything else, Seth? Uh, draft related, or you know, this upcoming season, we're we're a couple days away now. No, I mean just getting ready for Thursday. That's when it all begins. Carolina, Denver. Don't really have any players going in that game. Right? Any you know any fantasy players? So going to be able to, to kick back and just relax, watch the game, and it'd be interesting to to see um, you know Denver's quarterback situation, how that pans out. See Calvin Benjamin for the first time see cam newton again so should be should be a pretty cool game to watch but you know you and i both are we have our eye on next sunday night new england arizona 
that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, before we finish up, we wanted to, again, thank our sponsor, Draft. Go to the App Store, type in Draft. It'll be the first one that comes up. Put in the promo code TALKINGHEADS and get a 100% deposit bonus. Um, the odds of winning on Draft are so much better. It's a 200% chance higher than playing on DraftKings or FanDuel. We all don't want to be playing all these computer nerds and putting in all these algorithms um, on these other daily fantasy sites. So download the app Draft now and put in the promo code TALKINGHEADS. And submit your listener questions at our website, nfltalkingheads.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Find us on Twitter and find us on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Try saying that three times fast. With your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowell. We'll catch you next time.